welcome to the Bikers Church Midrand Podcast. It's great to have you join us for this week's episode. We hope that you find this valuable for your daily life. Welcome and thank you for joining us today as we wrap up a series that we've been busy with for the last couple of weeks called First things first. And it's in this series that we've really just been uh, communicating our, our need to put God first in our lives. Whether you're a Jesus follower or not, uh, I believe that there is real merit in this series of messages for you and for me uh, as we just choose to put first things first. Now, the series really just stems off of a, a, like a personal life verse of mine, a, 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 something that my gran wrote in the front of a Bible that I was given as a, as a kid. But as life has gone on, it's really become something that I've, that I've clung to, something that I've tried to make a part of my daily life. And it's just this moment where Jesus speaking to his disciples uh, on a very famous sermon called the Sermon uh, on the mount, uh, he, he says to them, he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added. What he's really saying is that if you seek me first, if you put me first, then I'll take care of the details. And I believe that as I say that, something jumps out at you, something jumps out at me, because the truth be told, we get hung up on the details. <laughs> And yet God is saying to us, man, if you trust me, if you focus on me, if you put me first, I'll take care of all of those details that you are so concerned about. Now, this past week, I just was in the shower of all places. I do some of my best thinking in the shower. I don't know why, but something, uh, there must be some form of, of, of connection there. Um, but I'm in the shower and I just thought of this. I, I thought to myself, you know, I don't climb into the shower, put the water on, get under the shower, soak myself down, and then take off my clothes. Like that would be weird. That, 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 would, that would kind of diminish the object of what I'm trying to achieve by going for a shower. But yet, if you and I are honest, how often don't we approach life that way? How often don't we, we, we kind of just rush into life, get stuff done, uh, don't stop and, and consider what we're putting where and, and, and how we're approaching these things. And then somehow we can't understand why we're not getting the results that we're so badly longing for. Jesus has this moment again where, where he's engaging with his followers. Uh, and in, in the Gospel of Luke, in chapter 14, he, he speaks through this idea of someone building a house. And he, he essentially says, who of you would build a house without first stopping and considering whether they have everything that, that they need to be able to finish 
the house. And it really speaks into this thing of putting first things first. And just the desperate need that you and I both have (laughs) to put God first in our lives. So that no matter what life throws at you, and no matter what life throws at me, that we will be equipped, that we'll be ready, that we'll be prepared to be able to deal with it as it comes. Now, I've heard life described as a cycle of, of blessing and battle. Now, we all know that, that we experience good stuff in life and we experience some not so good stuff in life some some really bad stuff in life and for the purposes of of our talk today let's refer to the 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 bad stuff in life as this battle let's refer to the good stuff in life as a blessing and as we re think of that statement of life is this cycle of both blessing and battle and battle and blessing and battle and blessing and battle and blessing. Uh, Some of us can relate to that. Most of us, I believe, can relate to that. Where we go, yeah, yeah, that that sounds about right. Uh, I experience battles and at times I experience blessings, bad and good. but a couple of years ago, I can remember reading something of a, a well-known pastor and an author uh, by the name of Rick Warren, where he kind of speaks into this thing of, of battle and blessing, and that he also believed that it was a cycle, um, that at times there was good and at times there was bad. It was like battle, blessing. And then he, he speaks of this moment where he released um, probably his most famous book called the purpose-driven life. And being that it's still January, uh, it's not a bad idea. If you've never read the book, Purpose-Driven Life, I encourage you, man, go get hold of that book. If you're wondering what on earth am I here for, <laughs> that's what he addresses in this book. Really worthwhile reading. Uh, it's also like a daily reader, so it's easy to read. Um, but he talks about this moment where he, where he has written this book and this book just explodes. In fact, to my knowledge, it becomes the most sold Christian book of all time next to the Bible. Uh, so you can imagine that Rick Warren did pretty well off the book. Uh, he, he, if we could say, he made some bank off the, off the book. Uh, And as he's experiencing this blessing of what this book is pouring into their lives, at the exact same time, his wife gets diagnosed with cancer. And as he's experiencing one of the greatest blessings in his life, he at the very same time is experiencing one of the greatest battles of his life. And he says he starts to realize that life isn't a cycle of battle and blessing, but that life is more like two tracks running parallel to each other, the track of battle and the track of blessing, and that they're running next to each other simultaneously. And I'm sure that you could even um, 
connect with that and, and, and agree to, to those moments in life where you've been able to recognize that, that there's been both battle and blessing running at the same time. I know for myself, I think of, of probably one of the most um, incredible days of my life being my, my wedding day where, where I finally got to marry my wife. Um, and it was the greatest day of blessing of my life. The, the next one would be when my son was born. But I can remember this day, my wedding day, on my wedding day, greatest blessing of my life. I have a broken leg. One of the greatest battles that I had faced in life up until then. And here on the same day, I have both tracks running parallel. Greatest blessing. One of the greatest battles running at the same time. And as we consider this battle and as we consider this blessing and the fact that they run together at the same time, I think that so often in life, and I think it speaks into the day and age that we live in today, with everything going on around us, being corona, being lockdown, being, being illness, being death, being financial shortfall, being all of these things, that it's so easy for us to get so focused on just one track that we literally end up with a one track mind. And what stops me? What corrects me? What, how can I move out of that space of just being focused on, on, on this track of battle in my life? That I believe that the way that I get out of that so-called one-track mind is by putting first things first, by putting God first in those moments. You see, when I'm focused on God, God shifts my focus. When I'm focused on God, God shifts my focus. There's this phenomenon called target fixation. And if you've ridden a motorcycle or a bicycle or a car, you will know all about target fixation. Uh, for some of our younger audience, maybe your skateboard. Uh, uh, this happened to me plenty on my skateboard. Um, but target fixation is essentially there is a, a, an element in my way. I get locked onto this, this target and I end up hitting it. Good example, you're driving, you're riding down the road, and the next thing, there's this massive pothole in the road. What happens? This pothole catches you by surprise. It's not something you could see from a ways off. You've come around the bend, and bam, there's this pothole. And what happens? End up getting locked onto this pothole. As I get locked onto this pothole, what ends up happening? I hit the pothole. If, if I'm in a car, bike, bicycle, whatever, I see the pothole, I get locked onto the pothole, and duduk, I go through the pothole and I hit the pothole, and it causes all kinds of damage. How do I move out of my target fixation? I have to, I have to shift my focus. So I need to move myself from being locked onto this thing that's gonna cause damage, and I shift my focus on the way around it. And I believe with all my heart that when I put first things first, when I put God first, it means that I shift my focus onto God. And as I focus on God, 
He shifts my focus off the pothole and he shifts my focus on where he wants me to go. I shift from just focusing on one track to being able to recognize that there is another track that's running simultaneously. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is not a natural process. What we're talking about here, about shifting focus and, and being able to, to see both tracks running at the same time, this is, this is definitely not a natural process because you see, you and I, we don't, well, maybe you're a bit different to me in this sense, but I don't naturally wake up in the morning singing, morning has broken like the first morning, blackbird has spoken like the first bird. I don't, it's, it's just not my, like when I wake up in the morning, people need to get out of my way. That's, that's, uh, that's me confessing, hello, my name is Ramon and this is my issue. Um, like, that is just me being honest. But you see, what changes, what brings about that change? It's when I meet with God in the morning. When I have that, that moment of just connecting with Him, where I shift my focus off the fact that I don't like mornings, <laughs> and I shift my focus onto the one who created that morning. I shift my focus onto Him, and as I shift my focus onto Him, He shifts my focus and I go from seeing the negative to being able to engage with the positive shift from seeing the bad to being able to see the good from dealing with whatever pain is going on to being able to focus and see the joy that God brings into life and this is not a natural process. This is a supernatural exchange that happens when I meet with God, where I give Him my worst and He exchanges it for His best. It was the Apostle Paul who said, who, who, who said in his letter to, to the church in Rome, where he said, do not be conformed to this world, to the thinking of the world around you, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, that renewing of my mind only happens when I shift my focus, when I put first things first, when I get into conversation and when I get into to, to the truth of God's word for my life. It is then that that transforming of my thinking starts to happen. It is not naturally um, something that, that just comes about. We need to choose it. We need to engage with God. We need to put first things first. And as we do, that transformation starts to happen. And as we engage with God through just conversation with Him, through just talking to Him, as we engage with Him through, through reading Scripture, through reading the truth of His Word and, 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 and the promises that He has for you and for me, it's in those moments that that exchange happens. And He enables you to, to what, what, what Solomon spoke of in the book of Proverbs, where, where he talks about, about um, steering your course rightly. 
steering your course rightly. You see, when I engage with God, He enables me to steer my course rightly. And this isn't a natural happening. This is a supernatural exchange. And I know as you are watching this today, as you're engaging with us today, you want to steer your course rightly. And I believe that this happens when we shift our focus from what we're dealing with onto God. And as I shift my focus onto God, putting Him first, He shifts my focus onto what He has in store for you and for me. See, when we start to shift this focus, something happens. As I shift my focus, what ends up happening is that I start living a life of gratitude. When I start to, to, to focus on God, when I start to put Him first, I start to, to live this life of gratitude. Now, at the end of last year, uh, I read a book by an author by the name of, of John Gordon uh, called The Garden. Really good book. I can highly recommend it. Um, later on, I went and just read some of his quotes and stuff online. And uh, I found this like daily routine that he goes through. And he spoke about taking a gratitude walk. I'd never heard of a gratitude walk. So it intrigued me. So I went and I checked it out and I kind of saw what he said about it. And essentially, he just said that every day, he, part of his, his daily routine is he takes a walk where he just speaks to God and he just thanks God for everything that he's done in his life and for who he is in his life. And I thought to myself, man, that's, that's quite something. I never thought of that. And it must have been about two days later, I was on version on the app on my phone and I was um, engaging with the daily devotional and uh, the author was speaking about a daily gratitude walk. So I don't know if this is a new fad or what it is, but as I read it, I thought to myself, man, that's something I could do with in my life. It's just taking a daily gratitude walk. So I started doing it. I started taking this daily gratitude walk. Now, granted, not every day is it a walk, but I try and have some form of physical element to it, whether it be that I walk somewhere, sit down and, and have a gratitude moment or, or taking a walk or whatever it may be. But I believe that two things happens when we take a gratitude walk. Firstly, when I'm walking, endorphins are being pumped. Uh, what they call the happy drugs are being released in our system. And it, 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 it makes us um, um, literally like happy endorphins are, are, are pumping. So I start gaining a bit of a a bit of a different perspective. I, I, I can think clearer. But at the same time, that alone is not going to do the trick. You see, as I walk, I thank God. And I just start thanking Him for what He's done in my life. I thank Him for who He is in my life. Now, in all truth, the first time I did this, I just stepped out of a very negative morning. I'd got another phone call for me to do a, another funeral of another death that I felt was super unnecessary. Um, I'd engaged with the fact that, that you know, 
financially from a ministry standpoint, things were really tough and, and, and we had to relook at a couple of things and, and I'd just engage with a whole heap of negative stuff. So as I'm walking, I'm like, Lord, I don't really know <laughs> where I'm going to find a whole heap of stuff to be grateful for. So I started at the most obvious place in my life. And I just started with, God, thank you for my wife. God, thank you for my son. I'm so grateful for who they are in my life. I'm so grateful for the fact that you've put them in my life. I'm so grateful that you've entrusted me with these two lives. Thank you. Thank you for who they are in my life. Thank you for, 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 for the fact that I get to be a husband and that the fact that I get to be a dad to, to these two precious people. And as I was doing this, something changed. My, my, my language changed. My language changed from, Lord, please give me. Ba, 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 ba. And my language changed to, Lord, thank you that you have entrusted them to me. Lord, thank you that you equip me, that you empower me to be the dad that you've created me to be, to be the husband that you've created me to be. Lord, thank you. Thank you that you equip me to, to meet the needs in, in their lives. Lord, thank you that you enable me to, to love them the way that you've asked me to love them. And, and, and I started finding that as I was taking these walks, God started changing my language from please give me to thank you that you equip, enable, entrust. And I started finding that my, my language started changing from, from, from a me-centered conversation to a God-centered conversation. And even though the track of battle was very clear in those moments, I started being able to recognize the track of blessing of God in my life, for which I am so, so grateful At the start of this talk, we, we spoke around that shower analogy and how so often we would kind of get things backwards. How we would approach life this way. And then we would wonder why we're getting the results that we're not looking for. <laughs> I want to say this to you and to me, ladies and gentlemen, as we put God first and as He changes our perspective, I believe that it's in those moments that God starts to change what we are looking for. You see, I'm looking for results within myself, but when I shift my focus to God, and he shifts my focus and I start to live a life of gratitude. He starts to change what I'm looking for in life. You see, gratitude is the mechanism with which we steer our course rightly through the battle. Because we are choosing to still recognize the parallel track of blessing. And the fact that God can be found in both.
as we wrap up this series, as we wrap up this time together today. It was the, it was Solomon in, in the book of Proverbs, where he put it this way, in, in Proverbs 1 verse 7, he, he says, start with God. Start with God. Ladies and gentlemen, putting first things first is us starting with God. He, he talks about the first step in life being that we should start with God. Your day, your first step should be starting with God, that we should prioritize God in our daily lives. And as we put first things first, we start to to engage with not just one track, but both tracks at the same time. You see, this is how Jesus put it. Jesus said it this way in, in Matthew 6, as we quoted in the beginning, verse 30 from the, from the message. It says, If God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never even seen, don't you think He'll attend to you, take pride in you, do his best for you. What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax. To not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things. But you know both God and how he works. Steep your life, which just means soak your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. You see, what, what Jesus is saying here is that we should soak our lives in God every day. Put first things first put him first and as we soak our lives in him we will start to engage with the reality of God in our daily lives we will start to to experience him in ways where he will give us initiative for our daily lives to be able to work and function and and see ways that we've never seen before we'll start to see God's provision in our lives day in and day out. See, when we put God first, it means that we, we daily choose to focus on Him. And as we focus on Him, He shifts our focus. And we start to live these lives of gratitude where we recognize Him in the battle and in the blessing. I wonder today, ladies and gentlemen, what's your next step? What's your next step? Have you started with God? Have you put Him first? Have you put first things first? I so want to encourage you to engage there. We've just done 28 days of, of just putting first things first. 
For some of you, I know what's happening in your lives and it's super encouraging to see that. But for some of you, you've not engaged and maybe today you need to engage with that and just say, Lord, for the next 28 days, I'm going to put you first. I wonder what's your next step. Where's your focus today? Has your focus been on, on one track, on just this track of, of, of the battle? Maybe today you need to shift your focus to God so that in these moments you can see both tracks running side by side, both the battle and the blessing. I wonder today, how's your gratitude? How's your gratitude? What are your conversations like? Maybe today you need to initiate those gratitude walks. Just taking that moment where you just thank God for who He is. Thank God for what He's done. And see what He can do with a life that is absolutely grateful. For you, for me, I believe that as we put first things first, God takes care of the details. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for the fact that your greatest desire is to be in relationship with us. And that as we pursue you, you've promised us that we will find you. As we put you first, Lord, I thank you that you shift our focus and that you reveal to us the fact that even in our hardest moments, you are present and that even in our hardest moments, you still bring out your blessings in our lives. Lord, I thank you that you teach us the art of steering through the battles and the blessings that lie ahead as we Love from a space of gratitude for who you are. We commit these lives to you today. I thank you that you lead us, that you guide us, that ultimately we become these accurate representations of your son, Jesus. And we pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us today. We love you. We look forward to seeing you next week. We trust that you found this message valuable. For more information on who we are or how you can get involved, please check out our website at bikerschurchmidrand.co.za or connect with us through social media on Facebook or Instagram. Beyond that, have a great day.